You are listening to Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with your host T and Mike on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Allen slinging it towards the end zone. It's caught Beasley for the touchdown. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, T. I am here. Not Your Average Podcast in the 716. I have a special guest with me today. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. We are on the Building Buffalo Network. Um, go over there and check out some amazing content over there every day, Monday through Sunday. So go over there and check some, some amazing content. And my special guest is... <laughs> hey, T. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Nicole. I am a big, huge part of Saints Twitter, and I currently help run Ladies Night Spaces on Twitter. Cool, cool. And it's um, you guys are doing a fabulous job, like I said earlier. Go over there and check it out. It's every Fridays at 8, right? Yes, love. Every Friday at 8 p.m., normally from 8 to 10. Yeah. And we, listen, we are over there and we're speaking, y'all. So sometimes when we in these spaces on Twitter, we don't sometimes feel comfortable enough to speak. So Nicole, Ari, and Miss Gina has opened up a space for us to have conversations with other women. And we just go over there and kick it. And it's a good time, fun time on Friday. So if you don't know about it, now you do. So go over there and check us out. So we're going to start it out. Um, so you said you're a Saints fan. So tell everybody, tell the listeners, how do you became how you became a Saints fan? Okay, so my grandparents are originally from New Orleans and my grandfather, it was our bond when I was growing up as a kid. Um, football was our thing. And like our first game was the Carolina game in 1999. And I remember oh, okay. he bought me this Ricky Williams jersey, brand new. And it was oh. at the when it was the Louisiana Superdome. So mm-hmm, I went and I'm okay. just like, wow, like, I love this. And we won three games that season, T. And I fell in love with the three-win team at six years old. So the atmosphere is crazy, though. That atmosphere in that Superdome is insane. Yeah, it's That's electric. Insane. It's like if you're a Saints fan and you're in there, it's like you're with 74,000 family members. Like, yeah. it's nothing but family. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. That's true. We played you guys uh, last year on Thanksgiving. Did you uh, attend that game? I did not. Um, we moved after Katrina, so I do visit okay. home sometimes, but I currently live in Georgia. And okay. I was kind of raised in between Georgia and Louisiana with my grandparents. So gotcha, gotcha. it's like a back and you- thing. Right, right. Okay. How did you um feel about that game, if you can um, remember it at all? 
because I, I definitely knew, was nervous. Like, I knew that we were we were gonna lose um, <laughs> with everything. Going half on. your team was was hurt or COVID, right? Yes. Um, it was one point after that game, a few weeks after in December, where we had a total of twenty-one players and four coaches out between injuries and COVID put together. Oh, so wow. it was rough. <laughs> Wow, that's insane. That's insane. So, yeah, well, you know, this season is definitely going to be different. Um, Okay, so listeners, if they don't have a team, right, why should I pick the Saints as my team if I'm a fan coming in and watching football? Okay, so let me just preface this by saying every fan base has just, you know, the bad apples. Mm -hmm. But – the Saints fan base is we're kind of like a family with our team. Um, our team is not scared to walk down the street in New Orleans. They know that they are cherished. They are like family. Drew Brees used to walk home from practices to his house and he used to walk oh, wow. with fans. So it's like it's just a big family. And if you want something that's like a second family, including the players, I just mm-hmm. urge people to become a Saints fan because the Saints are just so involved in the community down there. And it is just like it's an emotional bond with our team. So it's really more than just being a fan. It's kind of like family and it's an emotional bond. So if someone is like really, really into sports, looking for a second family, join the mm-hmm. Saints fans. That's something like Buffalo because we have Bill's Mafia here and the players similar to that to that family oriented we um we go hard for a pause for our team but we definitely is um definitely bills mafia is definitely family like just recently i didn't the sick the tickets sold out for the practices um and i was training training camp and i was just like damn man i really wanted to go just wanted to go to one one practice went on twitter I asked them to help me out, whatever, and dude inboxed me, Drew inboxed me and gave me two tickets to the practice. And I was like, I this that. is what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. My sister, um, my sister, she lived in Buffalo for a little bit, um, and she's a Bills fan. And I actually went to a Bills game up there with her when the Saints played wow. there a few years ago. And the Bills, mop, yeah, they completely, they welcomed me in like family, even though I had on a black and gold jersey. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Now, okay, this is not on the docket, but how is your sister a Bills fan? Okay, so when she moved to Buffalo, she really didn't have a football team. And then (laughs) she met her husband that she got married to, and he was a diehard Bills fan, born and raised in Buffalo, lived in Buffalo his whole life. And he kind of introduced her to the Buffalo Bills, and she fell in love. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. So do you have, so you kind of know a little bit about the Buffalo Bills and kind of know some of their players due to, you know, from your sister or whatever. Now, does she have a favorite player? Do you have a, if you watch the Bills, do you have a favorite player? Cause I mean, as a Bills fan, I also have players that I like to watch. Um, yes, I absolutely love Stefan Diggs. Okay. Um, Stefan Diggs and Tredavious White. They are, two of probably my favorites that I love to watch outside of my own team. Like Mm -hmm. they're just, Stefan Diggs is beautiful as a receiver and Tredavious is probably one of the best corners in the game to me. He's definitely in my top 10. So. Okay. Cause there's a debate in Bill's mafia. 
that there's one person, I'm not going to say his name. He doesn't even think Tredavious is even maybe top 10. They're, they're, they're like he, I don't know if he's trolling. I don't know. He's part of the P, PFF guys. So I really don't pay him no mind, but Bill's Mafia be on him. And I'm just like, everybody has their, you know, opinion. So Tredavious White is definitely top five, I think. So, you know, but to each his own. That's how I look at stuff. But yeah, he trolls us left and right. And I'm just like, I can't with this guy. But it's all good. Because, you know, like I said, everybody has their players that they enjoy and, and you like to watch. So speaking of players, how excited are you guys to have Mike um, Michael Thomas back? Man, I have like an emotional connection to Michael Thomas. Like that is my <laughs> football husband. So Okay. Like, <laughs> um. I really I followed him since Ohio State and oh okay when we drafted him he was actually one of the people that I want he came to us in round 2 I think he was like pick 46 or in the 40s somewhere mm-hmm. um, I was so excited and just to watch him do what he did with Drew Brees and like yeah. his his rookie years to 2019 that was just a beautiful thing and that injury was just so like unwarranted. It was an honest accident. And the now way explain was, what happened. Okay, so he was in um it was week 1 of 2020 versus the Bucks and it was late in the fourth quarter. I think there was less than 5 minutes left. I want to say it was probably around like 2 minutes and a half. And He was blocking for Latavius Murray, one of our old running backs. And Uh Latavius actually stepped on his left ankle and caused it to roll. And they said that it was a high ankle sprain, but it actually turned out to be a partial tear in his deltoid ligament. Oh, God. He was like, I'm going to play on it because it's Drew Brees' last season. He knew Drew was going to retire in 2020. And he was like, I want one more run with my quarterback. Well, the team was like, okay, that's fine. When the team really should have told him, you know, you sit sit down, down. you get this Mm -hmm. surgery now. Like, we don't need you to be messed up later. So he plays through it. I think he played like nine games out of 17. And it was it was a mess. So like Sean Payton was just saying like all of these horrible things, throwing him under the bus. Yes. I remember that. It was just nasty. I was like, yes. is this guy, tra- is they, are they trying to trade him? Like what's going on? Like, Cause it was from the far, it was really nasty. Oh honey. It was nastier up close. So wow. after the season ended, he was supposed to get surgery, but then he came to the team and he voiced some concerns about how he just wasn't comfortable with it. Cause not, you know, surgery is not something everyone is comfortable with. Right, so right. he's like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. So him and the team actually came to the conclusion that he could try like natural rehabbing, like, you know, working out, rest, all of that good stuff. So that didn't work. And he just cut off all contact after hearing the things that Sean Payton had said about him. Like he was pissed and I would have been mad too. Right. So absolutely. Training camp comes in June of 2021, and he has his surgery after training camp, the first surgery. Now, Mm -hmm. mind you, T, this surgery only has a 15 to 30% success rate. Oh, wow. So why the team would choose for him to get that type of surgery, I don't know. So surgery. That's crazy. 
<laughs> so he gets the surgery, right? And there's actually a fluke in the surgery. The surgeon messed up. And they did not know until he started rehabbing. And he had to get a second surgery at the end of 2021 in November when he announced on the 3rd of November that he wouldn't be back for the season. Mm. And the second surgery was successful. So that that doctor set him right, fully set him right. And he actually chose this surgeon. I think he was out of um, Los Angeles where he's from. So he chose this surgeon. Surgery went perfect. And he's been rehabbing and working ever since and he's been posting videos lately of yeah, him one like of them. running and cutting on Instagram yep. and <clears throat> Dennis Allen like I think a week after he got his head coaching job he actually flew out to LA to just sit with Mike and talk to him as a person just oh, to get to awesome. know his yeah just to get to know his receiver like that was something Sean Payton would never do no no so no. like my Dennis was like, I'm just going out there to get to know my receiver to see where his mm-hmm. mind is at and where he's at. And because he's been off for two years, right? Yes. And yeah. Dennis Allen's biggest thing is he's not going to rush him back. He wants him fully healed mentally and physically. Okay. So he is expected to be there for training camp. He is running his routes. He's cutting, but. I think he's going to be redshirted. I don't think he's going to be able to be tackled or like fully mm-hmm. in contact just yeah. yet. But wow, that's he, a long time. He's ready, and I'm excited. Like he, him, you know, and if are the I'm reason sorry, why I ahead. love wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. When um he was on the field, he's definitely one of those wide receivers that are definitely top top ten for sure. Definitely, yeah, and 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 I I seriously miss watching him play because he's he's a he's a talented wide receiver for sure. He is, and to me, he's one of the best route runners. Like that's what he does. He's a violent guy coming off of the scrimmage line, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't understand that with him being that type of receiver, he has to have his ankles perfect so he can cut because that's yeah. what he does. So yeah, yeah. for me, I'm yes. excited. Like. Definitely a I nasty love this man so much. I have his number tattooed on me with the Fleur de Lis. Like what? We we four lifers in here. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, that's your husband. Yes. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> now, okay, moving on to our to the next um, question about Jameson. What um, expectations are you? Do you have for him this year? And do you guys have a record? Do you have a record for your guys? Um. I'm saying our floor is probably 10 and seven and our ceiling will be 12 and five. Um, Jameis is doing great. He has been working out without his brace. He actually took his brace off a few weeks ago. So he's he's healing very well. He's actually very ahead of schedule him and Mike for their rehab. So um, my expectation for Jameis I just need him to be the leader that I know he can be and just take care of the ball. Mm-hmm. Anything else, it, we're fine right now. We have a solid offensive line. We have great weapons at receiver, tight end. We got Taysom Hill. Um, running back, we have Alvin and Mark, which I know Alvin's little situation is it's on the brinks, but they got a plan B, so I trust my coach. But okay. um, as far as Jameis, 
the 30 for 30 is over. Like that was him in Tampa Bay under Bruce Arians. This is Dennis Allen. And yeah. we have the same offensive coordinator that was calling plays to him last year. So that same voice of reason is going to mm-hmm. be in his ear. So um, I'm excited with Jameis. I feel like if he does great this year, I don't see why an extension could not be on the table. And honestly, if he does great, he might be our franchise QB for the next five to 10 years because I feel well, he like he looked good coming yeah, out. Yes, he has that potential and he looked so good last year. I was at that game where he actually went down and it happened right in front of me. Like I oh, was man. sitting right across from where it happened. And to see that man's like the look on his face, like the whole mm-hmm. dome fell silent. Wow. And he tried to get up and walk it off and he just fell. And oh, wow. Like Marquez and Deontay had to run over there and like help carry him to the trainers. Like Dang. it was, it was heartbreaking. And I just feel like he's going to have vengeance on his mind this year. Like he's out to prove that he's not the Jameis that was in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, because everybody, they tag him as that guy. And it's like, you, this is a different dude. Like you could tell he's definitely a different, a different guy. And I could say this if he would have played, the score probably would have been different. I think it would have been the same, but it would have been different because Jameis is a, a definitely a different a quarterback. So, yeah. I, I, I was sad to see him go down and, and not return. So definitely you got a fully um, Jameson, you got a fully um, Thomas. You're in, I don't know the situation when it comes to Camaro. I don't know how long you're going to be suspended for, but once your team is together, you you guys are going to make some noise in that division. Yeah. He sure. goes to trial in August. Um, we don't know if it's going to be like a civil thing, if they're going to settle out of court because the guy and his cousin did state on social media that they just wanted money. So, oh, wow. Like the dude knew who he was like starting mess with. And it's just the whole thing. But I don't they're expecting it to be like a civil case. But there's a chance that it could go to like a jury trial and be criminal, which I'm hoping that it's not. But I think he's just wow. going to settle out of court and pay the guy. And then mm-hmm. he might get four weeks, six weeks max. So. Damn. That's crazy. That's why you got to stay out of them clubs. <laughs> you have to stay out of the clubs. Girl, you got to, especially being an athlete of that stature. Like, come on. Right. Um, question off of football, but still into football. How important is it for you to see women in sports and women in um, these spaces that, that content that, you know, us speaking right now, how important for you is it to see women in these um, spaces? It's very important for me. Um, That's actually one of my main things that I'm trying to do. I'm kind of like if I'm in school for sports media and journalism. So um, I graduate from Full Sail in September. And that's one of the things. Thank you. That's one of the things that I really want to do is kind of knock down that bridge of women in sports, especially in football, because the NBA is kind of more open to women. And they respect them a little bit more. But um, football still has a long way to go. And people just have to understand that women are so knowledgeable when it comes to sports. Like, Absolutely. I can sit here and break down my team probably better than any other man that knows the Saints. So Yeah, you can. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. She's in these spaces and just throwing out – stats you and Ari just doing your thing because you both are Saints fans and I'm like 
when saints come up, the first person I think of is you. Because I'm like, y'all, if you don't know your stuff, she's definitely going to school you on the saints. For yeah, sure. I was in like NFL war zone space with um, Guru and Bad Guy a few days ago. And okay. they were talking about the saints and bad guys see me coming and he was like, oh, why don't we just bring Nicole up the saints spokesperson so she can talk about it. I'm like, okay. There you go. See, you're like, known. <laughs> yes. And it's like women in sports is just so vital, especially women of color. Like we have to break barriers as women for each other. And that's Absolutely. one of the things that I'm trying to do. I love seeing, um, Maria and Malika on ESPN and mm -hmm. like draft night NBA was just so beautiful to me because it was ran by two black women. And I love that. I loved it. Yeah, I seen that for the first time and was like, this is different, but I like it. I love I it. I like it. Yeah. And like, yeah. we're, we're slowly but surely um, breaking boundaries and I know there are a few female coaches. Um, my owner is a female, Gail Benson. Love her to death. Um, the Raiders. Yeah, we have one tired too. Of, oh, yes, y'all do. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. What is her name? Kim? Kim Pagula. Pagula. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully she's doing well. I hope so. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah we like, have our first black um, owner when uh, with the Raiders, right? The Raiders. Los um, Angeles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They they yes. just brought her in and I'm I'm loving it. But like for me, I want to see more women in local media get involved. Yes. That is one of my main things. Local media for some of these teams, including my own, is just so terrible. Like I have maybe four or five media people from the Saints that I know I can trust that are not feeding mm -hmm. me false information. And gotcha. I just feel like we as women need to break that barrier because we know our stuff. And at the end of the day, I don't feel like these men can top us or stop us. So I'm just trying to break boundaries at this point. It's definitely a turn. I think it's becoming, um, the audience is asking for, they're yearning for, for that different voice. You know what I mean? So I think it's definitely a turn that's happening with, um, within a sports community, especially, um, the football community. I think that it's finally turning around. Hopefully we are, we're, we're coming up on some different, you know, different feedback for women in sports. I definitely agree with that. And if they would pay attention, they would know that the women of media actually get better responses and attention out of the players. It's just a, a pool that women have with athletes. Absolutely. All right. We're going to switch it up because it's the off season. I got quick fire, but I didn't give you what it is. So it's either this or that. It can't right. be a no. <laughs> it's easy. It's real easy. I do it every time. It's just some simple um, that or this. So um, chips or Doritos? Oh, Doritos. Okay. Brownies or cake? Oh, brownies. Grilling or air fry? Air fry. Free agency or draft? Oh, that's a oh god. <laughs> oh Jesus, I gotta go draft. Okay, I'm not mad at it. Lawrence, um, Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson? Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> oh god! Oh Jesus! I'm gonna have some people be mad at me. Yes, I know yes. some Jack fans, and I know some Bills or some Jets fans. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Wow, I gotta go, Zach Wilson. Okay, 
Um, home opener or playoff game? Home opener. Morning person or night owl? Morning. Podcast or radio? Ooh, podcast. Music or movies? Music. Okay. Loyalty or respect? Ooh. I got to go with respect. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Um, so last one. What are you listening to right now? Um, music or podcast wise? Music. Uh, it's actually been Youngboy's latest album. Oh, okay. I'm that is mad. a mix of like 90s R&B. I love me some 90s R&B. I'm there with you. 90s R&B, you can't beat it. I love it. That's my go-to. Because the R&B now, oh, I just, I, I just can't. I can't stomach it. I can't. I can't get into it. It's not no, the same. No, it's not. Because everybody wants to be a rapper. Everybody wants to be hard. Well, nobody want to be a Deborah Cox or a, or a Next or a Brownstone. Right. Nobody want to do those things anymore. No. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, you know the, the, the game uh, Amazing Race? Yes. If you have to pick one Saints fan, who would you pick and why? Ooh, I gotta go, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Okay, um, why? CD, CD Deuce, our little menace to society. Um, <laughs> because that man, he is a dog. Like he's gonna do whatever it takes to get stuff done, and he doesn't care who he has to knock down or what he has to overcome. He is, he is just there, like mentally locked in, twenty four seven. I like that. Okay. I do when I do this. I do it with um, Bills fans as well, and I told them that you cannot pick Josh Allen because everybody <laughs> like Josh Allen. Nope. I just took it out the equation. You can't pick him. You got to pick because we pick know him. Josh Allen's a dog. We know he's going to yes. go and you know go for go for it, go overboard. So you can't pick him. You have to pick somebody else. But that was that was a good one. That was definitely a good one. Um, <laughs> see, that was that was real easy. Nothing crazy. You know, real simple. I hopefully it's it was a casual. You know. <laughs> Um, conversation we're having here. It was great for me. I love it. And I thank you for coming on. Um, you could tell the people, the listeners, what are you, what's going, what's coming up for you? Um, if you have anything going on. Um, I will be doing some saint spaces on my Twitter account. It's at I'm Nicole H E A U X. Um, I also do the ladies night with Gina and Ari. And then I helped do some um, Commander stuff, too, because I am a huge Chase Young and Terry McLaurin fan. Those I'm are my a Chase babies. Young fan, too. I wanted him Love so me. bad. Girl, so did I. <laughs> oh, my God. He's he's such a dog, man. He's such a dog. I wanted him. But we got so one bad. of their players, too. We got Tim Settle from the Commander. So, and I've heard he's a good player as well. So, I can't he wait. Is. He I is cannot wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see him because he was like, third i want to say behind i forgot who he was behind but they were saying that he could he didn't get much playing time because of the position he was in so i was like all right cool i'm gonna watch him he came into the press conference he did a rick flair woo and was ready to go oh, i was like all right he's he's it. he's good he's ready so yeah i love it but um but i, I have those things and then i have something coming up with um red zone dc who is deuce from commander's twitter Yes. Um, we're yep. going to be doing like an NFL live show. And then I'm oh, also going to be doing spaces with Zim from Bengals Twitter and um, certified from 49ers Twitter. So I will be their female co-host opening awesome. up for some more ladies. 
So look at you, God dang. I love it. I love Thank it. Thank you. It's creating more spaces for women and making us comfortable mm-hmm. enough to come up and speak. I love that. I love it. And that if the right sure. person hears you in these spaces, you could get the opportunity of a lifetime because I've had Absolutely. a few come in my DMs that I'm working on. So really beautiful. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. I am. Thank you, love. I am. Yes. Well, I thank you again for coming on. I appreciate you. I mean, it's you can just tell that you are just a you, you're you're just sending off some good vibes, and I love that. And I thank you for um, coming on the pod. I mean, not last minute, but I just I appreciate it. I wanted to reach out to you way before this, but I'm happy that you did um, join me, and uh, I thank you for that. So. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. IMT, that is Nicole. Um, come back, guys. I will be back again on Thursday with Mike. So yeah, check us out. I appreciate you guys coming in. IMT again. This is not your average podcast in the 716. And peace, y'all. And go Bills. This has been Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with T and Mike, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Hey, everything on three. Number three. One on one, one on three, one, two, three. So that gets me going, man. Do me a favor. Say a prayer, the typical one. Go Bills. <laughs>